head on over to patreon.com forward slash severe podcast right now to support the podcast and sign up for our premium content and now here's the podcast graham mcdonald is an idiot sean sheehan of severemma.com he even has the audacity to call himself the quote-unquote pod god this is Severe MMA. Severe MMA. Severe MMA. Severe MMA. The Severe MMA podcast is finally here. Welcome, welcome everybody to a brand new episode of the Severe MMA podcast. And it's our yearly awards episode today. And it's presented by Manscaped. So it's a happy new year from our sponsors, Manscaped. Uh, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, offering precision engineering tools for your family dunes. And they are here to give you clean balls in the new year, ringing the new year with the right tools for the job. So me and Graham here now, we might be getting back, you know, to, to, to life a little bit. And we'll be uh, having our grooming routines every week or, <laughs> or every 10 days, maybe, the way Graham is fucking going around the place, uh, here now in the, in the new year. So uh, happy new year, t- happy 2021, uh, 2021. 20 what is it 2021 spoiler alert hairy hairy nuts are still gross step into the new year with the tree standing taller and shave your boys manscaped is here to give you a new year's resolution that you'll actually want to keep the perfect package 3.0 the below the waist grooming package you need to start off the strong year so uh, as part of that you'll come out of quarantine uh, with clean balls t- thanks to the lawnmower 3.0 which i have here here and you'll be able to hear it i don't know if you can hear that i think you can uh, and the uh, uh, which is the perfect below the waist um, uh, grooming package. It's, it's uh, waterproof and s- with a safe skim trimmer, which reduces nicks uh, to your two best friends. The third generation trimmer, trimmer even has a light uh, to shine the promised land into 2021. That light is absolutely fantastic. It's also time to freshen up down there in the new year with the crop preserver. It's an anti-chafing ball deodorant to moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why not put deodorant on the smelliest part of your body and go for all the freshness with the crop crop Reviver, uh, reviver even ball toner spray as well so start the new year with a fresh set of testes thanks to manscaped manscaped even threw in their uh, shed travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably uh, speaking comfort to manscaped manscaped anti-chafing briefs are also included and bring your underwear game to the next level which they really do they're fantastic so bring sexy back to 2021 like justin timberlake get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code severe mma at manscaped your balls will thank you so that's if you want to support Severe MMA, if you want to support this podcast, if you want to get some really good fucking shit, to be honest, um, get 20% off and free shipping with the code SevereMMA at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code twenty with the code uh, SevereMMA even at manscaped.com. New year, new balls. Graham, how are things? Happy new year to you. Your balls will thank you. They will, they will <laughs> Happy <these>. new year. <laughs> We're not going to lie. We might yeah, be recording. 2021. Fucking like. hell. <laughs> It's 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 twenty 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 one's come quick twenty. It's, Jesus Christ! It, it seems like a year from a film or something, doesn't it? It doesn't seem like an actual year which we're living in. It's, it's like what? Where did, yeah. where did this the year twenty twenty one? Yeah, you know the, the, the fucking civilization has failed. <laughs> yeah, People are trying to get to the moon or come to live there. Like. <laughs> the Terminators are coming back to fucking attack us. But uh, yeah, we might be getting attacked today anyway, just by the humans as the award Technology show. takes over. <laughs> yeah. the the award show uh, episode today, obviously, which always gets us a bit of flack now 
there, so before we start and before we announce who our awards award winners are, these awards were voted on by five people. So the two of us, obviously me, Sean Sheehan here for listening, and Graham McDonald over there, the the CEO, the the originator, the the landlord of of uh, Severe MMA, and me, the the best podcast host, the best podcaster in in Ireland, the pod god, the legend, uh, been around again for a long time. Also. Uh, voting this year is Cahill Pindred, the ex-Cage uh, Warriors welterweight champion, ex-UFC uh, veteran. There's Andy Stevenson, who's been writing for us for the last couple of years now and has done a great job uh, in the Irish scene over the last year or so. You know, uh, that's why I brought in Andy to do the voting this year. I think the Irish scene has been a tough road to, to, to hold this year and I think Andy's done a great job on that so I think his voice in the Irish scene is really good and obviously he's covered all those UFCs and stuff as well so brought in Andy and as well we have uh, grab back a hitman from over on Twitter so if anyone know you know follows stuff on Twitter no nobody knows their stuff more than him watches every fight from all over the world um, and he's a great help as well with these lists an absolute pain putting these awards together and the nominations and things like that so he's absolutely fantastic with that so I feel like we've it covered pretty well there we've the irish scene covered with the worldwide scene covered with the kind of the media scene covered and we have the fighters as well so we have a perspective from every side of it there i feel like and we're always looking to grow up maybe next year you know we might have a suggestion for someone else to, to bring in i know we'd fill up o'connor last year we actually might bring philip back in again uh, next year i just uh one thing led to another in my head i'd five and i think five is a good number but if we were to bring on to maybe six or seven for next year i wouldn't be opposed to that either but it's uh it's a lot of work and a lot of pain <laughs> goes into getting these votes back and stuff like that but uh thanks to the the five lads anyway uh, especially um a new uh, a new t- uh, category this year is irish gym of the year so uh a few people were given out about it last year we didn't have irish gym of the year i had my reasons for that for not wanting it um but the people have spoken they they wanted to bring in irish gym of the year and we did that so all five of us voted in irish gym of the year we'll tell you who that is in a while uh and also as well one thing before we get into to the awards in general I put out some nominations, but I told everyone you. I told tell them this every year. If you, whoever you want to vote for, you vote for. You don't have to be in the nominations. Same with like the the Irish Fighter of the Year. I, I the prospect of the year I capped it at five and all. So our f- five fights. It could be you know it could be four man. It could be five and all. If you have six fights as a pro, you can't be classed as an Irish prospect anymore. Different for the worldwide prospect, but also the prospects can be voted on for the main award as well. So that, there's that. Those are the only kind of rules there. No real rules. Vote who you want for. Don't listen to me. I put out some nominations, but other than that, those are rules of the uh, of the awards. Graham. Uh, and anything there you uh, you disagree with anything? It's good, it's good you took um, it's good you took responsibility for the war- the award. So any uh, any misgivings <laughs> or uh, complaints can be directed at Sean NBA on Twitter. They will be anyway. <laughs> last year, definitely not to me. <laughs> last year I was accused of fixing it. I was accused of being SBG biased and everything. And uh, other sides of it, I say, were accusing me of bias towards other people. Even I'm like. Oh god, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We we get into it. I don't know how I do this. It's more of a pain than that <laughs> just to do this, but I, I I enjoy it kind of perversely in a way. But uh, anyway, let's get straight into it. So we we'll go from the top of the bottom. If you want to see the awards, they're up on severemay.com as well. If you just want to read them or read along with them with us as we uh, as we go through them. So Graham, first uh, one here is uh, Worldwide Fighter of the Year, uh, and the winner of this one is Davidson Figueredo. Now. 
it's, it's an interesting one because I don't think there was a big, big standout for Fighter of the Year. Figueroa, Figueroa had three wins, no losses, and one draw, obviously, with the Morena one there before. He missed weight once <coughs> as well. Four wins. <laughs> for, for, yeah, good point. Uh, but he missed weight for the, the Benavidez fight as well. Um, I voted for him. Uh, I think it was, you know, I think most people kind of voted for him. And also, another thing, I will not tell you, me, myself and Graham can tell you who we voted for, but I'm not going to tell you who the other people voted for. I think it's better off that way because then we've less people getting abused and everything like that. So that's the, that's the other thing as well. But figure it out. Can I? Can I guess? Can I guess uh, <laughs> on certain ones, and you'll tell me? No, I'm not, not going to go. I'm not going to go. Can you? Uh, Irish Jimmy here. Who did, who did call Penrod vote for? <laughs> well, we'll get to that actually later on. Who you voted for? Which is, I think, is an interesting one if you want to tell people. But no, we. What about the fighter there? Do you think Figueroa was? Uh, we got through a few of the other people in a second as well. But do you, do you think Figueroa was the was the choice here? Yeah, I think so. Like, I had him winning um, the last uh, fight as well. So, I know we missed weight against Benavidez, as you mentioned, but uh, it was a slow year in general just because of the the pandemic and all that. So, uh, yeah, I think he was kind of, he kind of stood out above everybody, you know, at the top level, defending his belt uh, successfully and, you know, fighting the most out of, out of pretty much anybody. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it is as well. It's just, the, and that division as well, I think that means something, you know, the fact that the division was kind of uh, in a heap there for a while, and I know people think Sahudo brought it back, and he did, but I think if if Moreno wasn't here, I think it would have been tough as well. He's doing a great job for that division. The two Benavidez finishes were obviously unbelievable. You know, bouncing back, I think, from that first one where he missed weight, you needed to do what he did in the second the Perez win, unbelievable, and then the Moreno fight, probably, you know, I know we'll get to the fight of the year next, I think, or in a couple of ones anyway, but top two or three fights of the year, I think, for most people, so a banner year, you know, submitting people, no one else apart from Habib has submitted anyone this year, he submitted two people in title fights this year, so I think a fantastic uh, year for Davidson Figueredo and uh, a, a thoroughly deserving winner, I voted from, for him here as well. Um, other people up for the award, um, Israel Adesanya, 2-0 against Romero and Costa. I think what kind of played against him was that Romero fight was so bad uh, and the Costa fight was kind of so easy. You know, Weirdly, the, the Figueredo draw, I think, kind of actually helped him a little bit because, you know, he kind of was able to come through a bit of uh, a bit of adversity and stuff, whereas, you know, the the, uh, the Adesanya one, was uh, he didn't really have much of that in the Costa fight and the Romero fight was just, just a bit weird. Um... Habib also up there beat Gaethje. He was only one and this year. Same with Henry Cejudo. He was only one and as well. Jan Blahovic two and was right up there. I think. Um, I don't think he got any votes. I think everyone voted for Figueredo. They did, but I think he might have been number two. I think if we had a second vote, I think Jan might have been up there because uh, he did really well. And then we Petr Jan as well. Uh, Kamara Usman, Volkanovski, uh, Patricio Pitbull, Vadim Nimkov, Robert Whitaker went two and against Tilden Cannonier. He had a great year. Gilbert Burns two and against Maya and Woodley, Yaroslav Amasov, and Kevin Holland as well. I, I stuck him in there in in my nominations, but. Uh, there was a few standout. Anyone, Graham, apart from Figueredo, who you think had had a sneak at it or, or deserves a mention there out of those people? Well, I, I do think that you know Figueredo was kind of you know the the obvious choice, and you said everybody went for it, even though you were you were <laughs> you were saying you weren't going to reveal who people went for individually. But well, <laughs> I suppose this one's non-controversial. Yeah, I think most but people. Yeah, uh, it was a quiet year, you know. A lot mm-hmm. of fighters one and out, two and out, like so. Uh, yeah, I think Figueredo stood out, especially if you if you thought he won the the drawn fight. So um, yeah, I think uh, the correct kind of 
it's non-controversial this mm-hmm. one yeah 100 percent. and uh, uh, that's a problem with you you which you said they're like one, a lot of people want to know too and all especially in like the irish amateur one and especially in the irish one a lot of people didn't fight a lot of people went one and oh maybe one and one and stuff as well it was i, just, I think it was a very hard it was very hard for anyone to stand out this year luckily figueredo had two fights towards the end of the year like and it, and it helped him but uh yeah it was, it was a tough one for uh for anyone to, to stand out so um as i mentioned next uh one here and the next award is fight of the year and that award goes to Zhang Weili versus Joanna Jacek, which seems like it happened a lifetime ago, you know. And I think that that uh, suggests that this fight is actually really, really good because it stands the test of time, you know. And the test of time, that's a weird thing to say about a fight that happened fucking seven months ago or whatever it might be, but that's like seven years in, in coronavirus world. But uh, yeah. a brilliant fight, wasn't it? A well-deserved winner uh, here. Yeah, it was. Yeah, obviously, uh, Joanna is known for for very exciting fights, but uh, you know, uh, maybe recently or historically, anyway. But maybe recently, she's she's looked a bit kind of off. But even even though she obviously lost this decision, she uh, she looked good in the fight, and it just really showed how good Zhang is as well. So. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, as you said, the fact that we didn't pick a recent fight, that's kind of fresh in our minds. Mm-hmm. Like, this fight seems like, to me, it seems like much more than a, much more than a year ago, I suppose, with all the, the pandemic breaking everything up. It's kind of been a, it's been a long year for, for all sports, really, and, and MMA included. So, yeah, I think uh, it's a good point you made there that, you, you know, usually you kind of be biased a little bit subconsciously towards a, towards a more recent fight. But, uh, yeah, that... That fight was definitely uh, one of the best women's fights we've ever seen. Yeah, and a lot of people this week, again, I got one of the questions in the Q&A, like calling for this fight to be made again, you know, because it looks like it's going to be Carla Esparza now, although by the time this podcast comes out, maybe we'll know, but they're looking like they're bypassing Rosalami Yunus, and a lot of people want the Injecek-Zhang fight again because it was so good, even though Injecek has had her few shots since she lost the belt, but they still want to see her, and I think that testament to what an amazing back-and-forth fight this was as well, just absolutely fantastic. Um, some of the other ones up for the award... Uh, Figueroa versus Moreno, which you mentioned, you know that could have been one as well. Even uh, even though it was, it only happened a couple of weeks ago. It was definitely up there. I, it was a really good fight. Uh, Perian versus Jose Aldo, especially for the first three or four rounds, really good fight. Uh, Dustin Poirier versus Dan Hooker, which I believe got a vote for uh, for this as well, which was uh, a fantastic fight. Uh, Volkanovski Holloway two. Uh, Josh Emmett Shane Burgos. Um, did I mention Dan Hooker? Oh, Dan Hooker, Paul Felder, uh, or was that the one that got the vote for? Hold on, actually, let me look here. Um, no, it was Hooker Paria. Yeah, Hooker Paria got a vote. Uh, Rosenham Eunice, Jessica Andrade, two John Jones, Dominic Reyes, Frankie Edgar, Pedro Munoz, uh, Song Yilong, Marlon Vera, Brandon Rival, Tim Elliott, um, and there was lots of more as well. Kai Kara, France, Brandon Rival, and lot you know lots of really really uh, good fights this year in, in the UFC and and beyond as well. And obviously. As I mentioned, every whatever fight you wanted to vote for, the people the, who voted voted for it. So, uh, but I think uh, that was a uh, that was the the right choice in my opinion. That was the one I voted for anyway. So, next one here is submission of the year, and that one went to AJ McKee for his win over Darian Caldwell. Uh, the neck crank from the bottom. I've called it here back at Bellator two five three, and I've I've written uh, in the in the pause here. It's not often. We see MMA fans are bewildered by technique these days, Graham, is it? It's it's not often we look at a fight and we're like, oh, what the fuck happened there? 
but this was one of them and I, you, I know yeah. you, before the fight you were fancying Brandon Caldwell or uh, Darian Caldwell a little bit here and that made it even better didn't it that it's against a good guy yeah yeah I thought it'd be a really close fight I thought he'd be uh, Caldwell be mixing in takedowns making it very difficult for McGee but he obviously got the takedown and he's, he's been submitted with guillotines before but this was like uh, he didn't seem to know what was going on I think most people on the from the reaction on social media and stuff didn't seem to know what where you know the technique is it wasn't like oh yeah i've used that myself from a lot of fighters which you sometimes see or um you know it, it seemed to surprise everybody and i'm definitely i mentioned on the podcast i'm interested to see if if you know he can pull off that again or if other people can implement that into their games and we and we see people going for that kind of thing again because it looked very effective like as i said maybe there's a maybe there's a simple enough escape to it that you know yeah that will catch on and everybody will kind of put into their arsenal but maybe there isn't and we will we'll be able to you know he can kind of we'll have to come up with a nice I don't know I don't know what name we can we can call it the McKeatine it's a bit it's not really a guillotine so the McCrank no not really I like we'll have to come up with something better but uh, that was my one I like, I like the McCrank <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was a it was a really really good one and the, the AJ McCrank the AJ McCrank yeah I like it was a, it was a good uh, it was a good submission anyway I think awarded winner here actually a couple of more ones got a, got a few votes there was one the Philip uh, Felipe Diaz versus Vantio Antuegas from Shooter Brazil 100 it was a reverse triangle knee bar that got a vote Jack Romanson versus uh, Kelvin Gaslam as well the heel hook that got a vote uh, but other ones who were up for the award uh, Habib Nurmagomedov versus Justin Gaethje uh, Charles Oliveira Kevin Lee um, where am I gone uh, Ariana Lipsky versus Luana Carolina Davidson Figueredo Alex Perez uh, Maurice Green John Vellante we had Damon Jackson versus Mirsad Bektic Sean Brady versus uh, Christian Aguilera from UFC we'd won from Pancrase as well Yua Deate versus Rika Matusaki was an inverted triangle head scissor choke so uh, I'm sure uh, Carl Pinter enjoyed that one uh, he's known to, to, to go for ones like that before so yeah a lot of them as well Andrew Sterling, Corey Santagan as well another really really good one so lots of uh, lots of good submissions uh, this year even though uh, Jiu Jitsu is dead um, knockout of the year Graham not much to talk about in this one Jackie and Buckley obviously knockout of the year <laughs> yeah. I was going through like uh, Greg Hitman sent me some of his list and I was going through some of them myself and I'm like, what is the point of even <laughs> even going through this? Obviously, it's going to be uh, Jackie and Buckley uh, over Impa Kasanga Naya, which name I have written wrong down here in the the orange. Anyway, but I'll fix that before I put it out. But um, it was uh, it was pretty unbelievable, wasn't it? Was, like, I think it's the greatest knockout of all time. Do you? Um, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's hard to to say. That I have to. I'd have to look at a few of the contenders. Nothing's really coming to mind, but uh, it definitely was, you know, uh, unique and uh, just um, takes a lot of a lot of balls to throw. But it also takes a lot of technique as well and timing. So yeah, it's, it's something you know. Even even if even if you're really good at doing that, it's just hard to find a moment to land that uh, successfully. And uh, obviously, the case of KO somebody with that is just amazing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think you know for this year anyway, it's definitely the the best knockout I've seen. Yeah. Uh, of all time there's like you know the Anderson front kick Barboza uh, on Vitor was an, mm-hmm. yeah the Barboza wheel kick uh, that was amazing I, I'm probably forgetting some some really nice ones as well um, the Cerrone and uh, Rick Story com- yeah. combo for the finish was beautiful as well I always I always uh, I always like that one McGregor Aldo it's probably loads uh, yeah that's obviously uh, yeah that's a nice one too um 
Yeah, there's, there's probably a lot where people are probably screaming, what about yeah. this one, what about this one? But, there's uh, loads of them. Yeah, it's definitely up there anyway. We'll always have that, I suppose. But there was actually some more fantastic knockouts this year. Like any other year, I think Cody Garbrandt's knockout of Rafael Asunso would have been right up there. Like that was an unbelievable knockout. Corey Sandhagen versus Marlon Moraes as well. What about Kevin Holland versus Jacques Reb? Knockout from the bottom, unbelievable. Benil Darius spinning back fist against Scott Holtzman. Benil Dariush again against Drakkar, Klaus, Chaos Williams against Abdul Razak Al-Hassan, uh, Israel Adesanya versus Paulo Costa, Sean O'Malley, Eddie Wineland, Yuri Prohachka's knockout of Vulcan Odzimir, what about Hamzat Shimoyev or Ham- whatever his name is, against Gerald Mershart, Calvin Cater, Jeremy Stevens, Michael Chandler, Vincent Henderson over in Bellator, uh, Patricio Pitbull versus Pedro Carvalho, an unbelievable knockout. Uh, Yves Landu versus, uh, versus Terry Brazier. I remember that mad night uh, at Bellator uh, 247. Vadim Nimkov versus Ryan Bader as well. What about Mahmoud Khalidov uh, versus Scott Askham with that flying switch kick, insane knockout. Uh, Magomed Bibulatov as well got a great knockout in, uh, at ACA 112. So a lot of good knockouts uh, from across the world. Thanks to Grabak Hitman again for letting me uh, get them down to uh, to a few. But uh, lots of fantastic knockouts. But Jackine Buckley just stood out over over everyone that's an unbelievable um so next award here is female fighter of the year and that award goes to valentina shevchenko um close run thing again here graham i voted uh i voted for cyborg who do you do you want to say you voted for shevchenko i'm just going to say your vote so it was close it was <laughs> yeah it was three votes to two years you can guess who voted well you can't i suppose guess who voted the other ones but I, I it was a close one here. Valentina Shashinko. Um she went two and all this year, I suppose, as did Cyborg. Amanda Nunes only had the one fight. Zhang Weili only had the one fight. But that's so what a fight. She could have been uh, got it for that alone. Juliana Velasquez, I think, won the, the Bellator title. She has to be up there. Kayla Harrison, one and all as well. Lauren Murphy, three and all. Uh, Yang Zhaonin, two and all as well. So lots of good contenders this year, but you went for uh you went for Shevchenko. How come you thought she was the, the best this year? Well, like, you know, as, as we mentioned earlier, there were a lot of, you know, people with two, one or two fights um, that you kind of had to <clears throat> choose between. And she's obviously fighting uh, at the very top level in her division. Um, you know, Cyborg kind of, you know, she's not in the UFC anymore. And even even when she is, um, there isn't really much talent to, to challenge her. Mm-hmm. Um you know, uh, give her give her a real test that she can kind of stand out as you know when you when you're when you're so much better than everybody in your division, you 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 have to really stand out to to win an award like this, especially with only two fights. You know, uh, Shushenko is obviously you know um, UFC champion, and um, she uh, maybe her division isn't exactly a killer's row either, but the level of competition is definitely higher than than what Cyborg has faced this year. Yeah, I don't think it's much higher to be honest. I like I think the fact Cyborg kind of bounced back as well, kind of swayed it for for me. But it was one of those. It could have gone. It could have gone to either of them. I think it could have gone to Zhang Weili as well. You know, it was it was a very very close one. I think Velasquez has a shout as well after what she did to. Uh, to um, eliminate McFarlane, although not the best fight in the world, so yeah. you know it's. Uh, I think if Zhang had had gone out there and won like one more fight, it's just that she's won and now I know it was a great win and everything, but it's it's I don't know. It's it's dissuaded for me, but I wouldn't have a really a problem if you gave it to Yang or if you gave it to Cyborg either. Yeah, that has been kind of I think everyone voting nearly kind of looked at it that way for a lot of these votes. So I think uh, you know. 
getting in those two and three fights, I think really helped people to win the awards here. And you know, as it, as it probably should, I suppose. But uh, yeah, Valentina Shevchenko, fantastic fighter, has been around for a good while, and, and is uh, looks like she's she's on that pedestal for a good while yet still to come. So uh, next one here uh, is underdog of the year, and again another unanimous decision here. Jan Blahovich. I think at the start of the year, a lot of people, you know. Yeah. Okay, John. If you had said Jan Blachowicz should be champion, they were like, "Look the job." But even with John Jones gone, that those that division, you know, Reyes and uh, Santos were kind of the two guys that got close to Jones. And I think a lot of people probably would have been like, "Oh, you know, which one of them is going to win the title?" Or you know, would it be Glover maybe? But Blachowicz came through. He got that unbelievable win, and uh, I don't. I think a lot of people would have said he'd absolutely never be a UFC champion. And here he is as UFC champion. So, I, I think a worthy winner. Do you, you think the same, Graham? I said, yeah, was the, the underdog of the year here. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Like, if you're listening to the podcast during the year, I I pick it against him uh, both times. <laughs> <Every> time. <laughs> in, in, in. So, every time, pretty much, for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, even, even the last time I, I even had that in my mind, I was like, I've, I've always underrated this guy, but I'm like, ah, still, he's still going to lose. And, and he won, and he's the champion. And obviously... Um, He's the undisputed champion, you know. John Jones gave up the title. Um, you can't really argue with that. Like if you had to come, as you said, if you had to come to me at the start of the year and said Jan Blachowicz will be will be the, the champion by the end of the year, uh, I would have been thinking, oh, John Jones probably, you know, something happened with him, and so Jan came in last minute to fight for like a Inform vacant title or something, or something yeah, like that, yeah, like yeah. and. Yes, yeah, something like that, like maybe, like, but not just to be the undisputed champion. Uh, obviously, John Jones stepping out of the way helped a, helped a lot. But yeah, yeah. Um, if you had to tell me John Jones would actually vacate and say he's going to heavyweight, I wouldn't have believed you either. So, hundred percent. So yeah, well, uh, well done, Tian Blahovich. I know he uh, he listens to podcasts lots of repetitive. Uh, <laughs> the emerging worldwide prospect of the year. Then uh, this was let me let me look here. It wasn't a unanimous one actually. Not everyone voted for him, but the winner here was. Hamzat Shimaev uh, obviously burst onto the scene with three huge wins this year. Obviously, to a lot of Irish fans, would would know him even better because he beat John Phillips, the SBG Ireland uh, <coughs> middleweight, and the um, the former Cage Warriors welterweight and lightweight Reese McKee as well. So, you know, Shimaev and he's finally and Edwards coming up here in a couple of weeks. So, it, it, look, he's. I think it's a long time since anyone burst onto the scene like this. And I'm not sure if anyone actually did it like this where they came so quickly. Like, even if you look at McGregor, or may- maybe it's John Jones was the last one. McGregor took took a while, you know, and he had a knee injury and stuff like that. So he wouldn't, I wouldn't even class him in the same as this to come so quickly to be like one fight away from a title fight. Um, so this is this is like something we've we've honestly never seen before. So I think a, a worthy winner there. Some of the other ones, Graham... Um, Mason Jones went uh, went two and zero this year, won two titles over in Cage Warriors, so he he's right up there as well. Uh, Mohamed Makayev went four and zero after coming out of the uh, the amateurs unbeaten and looks to be you know absolutely one of the the best emerging worldwide prospects of the year, but obviously hasn't fought to the level of Shamayev yet or anywhere near it. With Bryce Mitchell went two and zero, Yan Zhaonan two and zero, Jack Cartwright doing great things in Cage Warriors, Usman Nurmagomedov I put him in there as well, uh, Norbert Nervini Jr. really really 
really good fighter. I think he's one of the most underrated prospects in the world. Again, only one fight though, so maybe that played against him. Uh, Austin Vanderfort as well. Uh, Amanda Hebas, Jimmy Cruz, Aaron Pico in 3-0 this year. Uh, Elia Tapuria, and uh, I put in Alfie Davis there as well, 1-0 over in Bellator. So, uh, a lot of good prospects coming through there, but I think uh, Hamzat was the uh, was the, the really the one there. Do you, do you, I, I'd say you obviously agree with that as well, Graham, do you? Yeah, well, I, uh, yeah, I think we mentioned he obviously burst onto the scene. He seems to have a bit of personality and not afraid to, you know, uh, say Show what he up. thinks and yeah. call his try call his shot. Yeah, exactly. So it, that's the kind of that's the kind of attitude and publicity that gets people interested. Uh, even people outside of the kind of the hardcore MMA bubble, where they don't really, you know, if your if your technique is brilliant, people don't really care about your person. Well they'll kind of let your personality not be in great slide but uh, for catching the the attention of everybody you need you need to go in there and back up your words and uh, and then talk some more shit afterwards and he's been doing that he's been fighting regularly he's obviously going to fight Leon Edwards now uh, in a couple of weeks so that's a big test it's a big step up but uh, I think most people are expecting him to, to win that fight and, and if he does win that fight as you mentioned he'd probably be you know there thereabouts for a title shot so uh, yeah he's definitely burst onto the scene yeah 100% yeah so uh, fair play emerged. Uh, <laughs> emerged. Uh, yeah emerged onto the scene right so uh, well, here comes here comes the drama so here comes everyone giving out to us so we got onto the Irish awards now so um, the Irish professional fighter of the year for 2020 is Blaine O'Driscoll which you know looking through the awards I, I maybe wasn't expecting Blaine to win it and uh, waiting for people's votes to come in but uh, a worthy winner you know Blaine had 2-0 two, two this year uh, which not many people had, you know. Two quick stoppages as well. Two quick mm-hmm. stoppages, one first-round knockout uh, um, in Bellator 240, and then one first-round rear-naked choke at Bellator 247. His first opponent, uh, Isabel Barosa, 7-1, and, and one, and Sela Elka has been around for a good while, 6-0 and all as well. So, you know, Blaine lost to Jake Hadley, who's last year in 2019, who was now the Cage Warrior Champion and was the, the, uh, the champion over in uh, Africa as well. Which, in retrospect, maybe doesn't look as, as bad of a loss, uh, or, or looks like a, a loss against someone really, really good and a top, uh, top ranked opponent. And to come back, you know, after that loss and get two wins here, really, really impressive uh, wins for for Blaine O'Driscoll. And I think a lot of people, especially in his last fight in uh, in Bellator, kind of looked at him and kind of took a step back and said, "Oh, you know, Blaine is is one of the the best emerging guys coming through." You know, we talk a lot about uh, you know Paul Hughes and and Ian Gary and James Gallagher and Kiefer Crosby and all. And then maybe Blaine O'Driscoll has, has flying a little, flown a little bit under the radar, but you know he's. Uh, He's what nine and three now in, in his career, and yeah. a, a deserving winner here. I think he had a great year going going two and zero. You know, you've known Blaine obviously for a while, Graham. So a worthy winner here, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. I think he, yeah, as you mentioned, he's flown under the radar, but that's kind of part of you know um, an extension of his personality. He's not really gonna you know um, say too much. Uh, he's not gonna try and hype. He's not gonna try and be somebody he's not to hype a fight. He's just gonna knuckle down and keep working. And as you said, it looks like he's. You know, they're, they're two very good wins and two very good uh, statement wins with them both being stoppages and in different realms of the game. And uh, I actually didn't vote for him, but, um, like, you know, uh, I, I, there were, like, as we mentioned earlier, there's a lot of two, three, one fight, uh, people, people, one or two or three fights. So, uh, you know, obviously a two and oh, two quick finishes, two, two guys, one guy undefeated, one guy with one loss, uh, 
yeah, he definitely definitely wouldn't begrudge him winning here. But uh, I personally thought that uh, you know just because they Connor fought at the in the UFC against Donald Cerrone, maybe people can say what they want about Donald Cerrone, but I think that was the highest level competition that anybody had in uh, of Irish guys mm-hmm. uh, this year. But yeah, it could have could have went either way. Like I have no problem with playing winning it. Yeah, I, I think the fact that. Obviously, we only saw McGregor for 40 seconds. If he had gotten, let's say, the Paria fight in November instead of December, I think it probably wouldn't have been a unanimous win for McGregor. But he didn't. And that was, you know, that's the way the voting goes. We have five people voting. And if you get enough votes, you, you win. And Blaine just got enough votes, so he won it here. So, obviously, McGregor was, was one of the main contenders. Uh, Brian Moore as well only had one fight this year so if he'd got a second fight he looked phenomenal in his fight he might have been up there as well same thing you could say for, for James Gallagher he looked brilliant in that fight uh, against uh, against Cal Elnor Charlie Ward as well went 2-0 Charlie was right up there as well Kiefer Crosby 1-1 Will Flory went 2-1 this year uh, Richie Smullen uh, Richie Smullen 1-1 Reese McKee got signed by the UFC. He went 0-2. Uh, we had... Uh, the, the, the thing then after that is, right, okay, we had Paul Hughes as well, 2-1. Decky Dalton, 1-1 as well. And we, obviously, there's other people as when we get the Irish Prospect of the Year. I tried to keep the Irish Prospect of the Year to five, five or less, but anyone, you can vote for any of these people. So we had the, uh, Dean Barry, obviously, signed to the UFC, went 1-0. Ian Gary... 2-0, uh, Matthias Zavros, I think he's 4-0 right now, I think he went 1-0 this year as well from SPG um, uh, Port down in, uh, where is it, Leash, is it Leash? Is Port Island in Leash? I think it is. So we those were right up there as well, and one of them actually got a vote as well, so people can vote for both of them. Uh, so, but Ben O'Driscoll won this, and I think uh, he was uh, he was already winning. Obviously, for Paul Hughes as well, you know, he lost the fight there only a couple of weeks ago. He probably went in right up there as well. If he'd gone 3-0, no other Irish fighter this year went 3-0, so you know, obviously a close judging decision. If he had got that nod, he could have won that as well. So it was uh, a very, very, very close ranting. And I think it probably went down to, to last week about who would have won that. So, you know, congratulations to, uh, to Ben O'Driscoll, award winner there. The emerging prospect of the year then, um, and the winner here was Ian Gary. So he went 2-0. He won it last year as well. Obviously, if the coronavirus maybe hadn't hit, he might have been 6-0 or 7-0, and he wouldn't have been eligible for this because we're trying to keep it below five fights. But dims the rules. Um, Ian Gary obviously looked really impressive. His last finish as well. Uh, just really, really good. And, you know, I haven't talked to him last week. He was delighted to get those two fights in this year and it's such a mad year. But, you know, we, we all, we've talked about Ian Gary a thousand times on the podcast before and interviewed him six or seven times as well. So, you know, a worthy winner here. And I think, like, I really think for people with five fights or less, I think he really is the standout. Obviously, Dean Barry been signed for the UFC and got a really, really good knockout as well. Up there, Danny Nyland, 2-0. Looked really good this year. Seems to be improving a lot and had a one very tough matchup as well. Kieran Clark, 2-0. Uh, Constantine Blanchia. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, Matthias Zavros as well, who is still 4-0. Uh, Ivan Blanchia, 1-0. Caelan Lochran, 1-0 this year. Mark Gallivan, John Mitchell, James Sheehan, Jack McGuire all uh, won a fight as well. And Kyle McClurkin, uh, 1-1 as well. Well, so you know, it's, I think Ian Gary is probably the the standout one there this year with those two wins and two finishes. Would you would you agree with that, Graham? That uh, Gary was the yeah. the man who kind of stood out. Yeah, yeah. I think we've talked about it a lot. You know, uh, Ian Gary and Paul Hughes are kind of accept- uh, widely accepted uh, in Ireland as the two best prospects, and mm-hmm. obviously uh, Paul Hughes. You know that 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 fight against uh, what was it two weeks ago on Cage Warriors? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a really close, really close decision. I must watch it back actually. But at the time, I, you know, I thought it's, it could have went either way, and I wouldn't really hold it against him too much. But obviously, he's not eligible for the 
for the Irish Prospect of the Year because he, he has more than five fights. So I think, you know, Ian Gary, he's kind of, he won, as you mentioned, he won it last year. He's continued to improve and look good. And as you mentioned, he probably would have fought a couple more times uh, this year. Same goes for, you know, most of the guys, uh, everybody in, in on this list, they w- would have fought more. And uh, we probably, you know, uh, next year he, w- he won't be, <laughs> unless there's some kind of, some kind of uh, strange circumstances, he probably won't be um, eligible for this anymore. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think, yeah, I think Ian Gary's the obvious choice there. I, I'd say, uh, you know, it's been a quiet year for for kind of Irish prospects, um, except for Hughes and and Gary. Yeah, indeed, it really has. Um, so the next one is the Irish Amateur Fighter Year, and we're talking about quiet time for the the pros for the amateurs it's been really tough and most of the people i'll i'll call them all out to you in a, in a second uh and i'm sure i left out a few because i strolled through the topology to find all the people and apologies if i left out you know but the winner uh of this is is dara kelly and i think the reason for that was he, he went to an uh in uh, in 2020 he got two finishes fighting at clan wars 37 uh, back at the start of the year and in september he fought over in gmc fight night um so you know he got two uh two wins there first uh, fight was a win over carl gallagher who's five and two you know he also has wins uh, over uh, over Constantine Blanchard, who we mentioned earlier, uh, back in 2018. And I think he's 8-0 as an amateur now as well. So he's obviously one to, to look at coming through. And, uh, you know, the next uh, kind of SBG Ireland guy coming through. So he... Uh, he 2-0 this year obviously it's very, like it's a lot harder for us to get the fights and, and things this year and uh, and to kind of see the prospects but you know that was the one where I think uh, everyone kind of uh, picked so uh, he, he won the vote here but some other guys uh, Kenny Mokahana was 1-0 this year Ryan Spillane Pierce uh, uh, how do you pronounce his name Paris McGarry um, Ben Hughes Lewis Byrne Aaron Darby uh, David uh, Drago with Michael Prindergast uh, Jer Harris was fighting as well well, I think Jar's fight fell out last week and he would have been right up there as well. Uh, I think if he got that fight, um, obviously we've spoken about Jar before on the podcast. Uh, Karen McConway, Kieran Guggen, Ryan Hanley, uh, Tiernan Lochran, uh, Mick McCullough, and uh, Melissa Miskell as well. So, um, you know, a good few people there, but I think uh, Dara Kelly was the, was the standout one there. So, uh, hopefully the amateur scene will be more vibrant and we'll be uh, better better uh, able to look forward to it next year, I suppose. But uh, fair play to uh, to Dara Kelly. Right. Uh, we might be might see a lot of amateurs trying to get trying to get as many fights as they possibly can next year to kind of make up for the the kind of delay this year. So we might see, uh, you know, we might see uh, a lot of fighters emerge, and it might be even more difficult uh, to pick next year. Yeah, it'd be great maybe to see like, uh, you know, even if they did like a fucking Dublin card where like uh, SBG and Team Rhino and Team KF and all them kind of came together and they had like a fucking weekend card where you put on fucking 40 amateur fights or something like that. I know it's it's tough to do when it costs money and stuff, but if they could do that to get all their people out there, it'd be, I'd love to see something like that for all the, you know, all the amateur fighters up there because it's a tough, tough time for, uh, for all of them and... Uh, you know, it's it's been a tough time for Irish MMA anyway, but with the, the coronavirus as well, it's it's been very tough. But, however, um, the next uh, one here is the Irish Female Fighter of the Year, and this was a this was a tough one. This was a really really tough one. Um, there's three Irish women fighting pro at the moment. 
all three of them went on the feet this year, unless I'm thinking completely missing someone, which I trawled through everything. I asked about five people, and everyone was like, yeah, there's only three. So I, if I, I'm probably missing someone now, but active at the moment. Danny Nina went 2-0 this year. Liam McCord went 1-0 and, and had that headlining spot at, at Bellator. Uh... Uh, and Sinead Kavanagh went one and zero as well, and the winner uh, is Sinead Kavanagh. And I think it maybe I, I think for some people, and all three ladies got a vote here, so it was it was one of these ones that was very close. Um, I think it was just the, the, maybe the quality of the win for Sinead that got it. She had an absolute domination over Katrina Lair, who's been around for a good while and is a really really good fighter as well. And I think that's what kind of shaded it for for Sinead here. But you know, for Liam McCord and Danny Nine, this could be an award that every year you know we have split votes, and you know Liam might win it next year, Danny might win it the year after, or Sinead might come back again. It's one of those ones that's going to be close. I feel like uh, every year. But uh, do you, Sinead, a worthy winner for you here, Graham? this is a it's great because i remember before a couple of years ago there was only like you know it was an obvious who was going to win it there was only really one person winning or you know someone else went like oh and two or something like that and it's but it's great to see the, the irish uh women doing really well and, and going on all three of them going undefeated this year yeah it is yeah and liam mccord uh it's not really fighter related but she's kind of you know become um a tv Sorry. personality mm-hmm. for for cage warriors as well so uh, bellator even and has improved quickly or sorry, Bellator, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, as in, uh, what did I say, Kator? You it? did, yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> for uh, Bellator. So, uh, yeah, she might be getting um, a push next year. You know, she's much more visible. Fans will, will know who she is outside of the kind of local scene because of that TV TV work. So, uh, yeah, I think um, I think I voted for Sinead, uh, but I wouldn't have, an, uh, you know, a problem with uh, Danny or, or Leah. I do, I do think Sinead's, a, you know... Uh, opponent and the kind of improvement she showed uh just about gave it uh, made me give it to Sinead this year yeah and I I think Sinead is maybe two or three years ahead of of Leah and maybe Leah's two or three years ahead of Danny as well so they're both kind of you know are all sorry all three of them are kind of on their uh on their way towards uh towards the right direction anyway so a great uh, a great year for uh women's MMA in in Ireland um right Irish Gym of the Year. I didn't want to do this. I was forced to do it. So, <laughs> the, the Irish Gym of the Year, the nominations. We, okay, every gym was nominated. So, but the, obviously the, the standout ones, maybe for people outside of, of Ireland, we had SPG Ireland, obviously John Kavanagh, uh, with Conor McGregor, James Gallagher, Sinead Kavanagh, who we just mentioned, Kiefer Crosby, uh, Danny Nyland, Blaine O'Driscoll, all of those people. They were Team KF. Um who have Chris Fields and Tom King in charge with Ian Gary and James Webb and, and others as well. Then we have Next Gen uh, IMMA above in the north. We have Team Rhino, which we obviously know that Andy Ryan's gym. We have FAI, uh, SBG D24, Paddy Hoolan's gym, uh, MMA Cork down there as well, uh, SBG Charlestown, and just to name but a few, obviously, um, Leah's fighting out of, Leah McCord fighting out of SBG Charlestown as well, which is uh, Owen Roddy's gym. So the winner here was SBG Ireland. Um, you know, it's it's hard to look past them, I suppose, this year. The fact that they win one woman's fighter of the year, they won the fighter the male fighter of the year, and they won the amateur fighter of the year. You know, Team KF won the emerging prospect of the year. They had you know James Webb fighting in some big fights. They had some you know they have a great amateur team, but obviously the fact that the amateurs haven't been able to fight that much probably played against them uh, this year. But you know, SPG Ireland at the top a few years ago, I'd say this would have been SPG Ireland's just easy for every year but the fact that you know i think team kf the teams above in the north with cage warriors are coming through really really well as well this is a vote 
that maybe you know I'm yeah. not the Reece, biggest. Reece, yeah. Yeah. Reese getting signed for the UFC, for, uh, obviously for Rodney's gym, and uh, Roddy getting his first first fighter to the UFC as well. Like that's yeah. obviously a huge. Uh, he hasn't uh, uh, Dean Barry hasn't obviously fought yet, but he signed to the UFC. That's a huge thing for for Roddy's gym, uh, SPG Charlestown. But uh, obviously Team KF as well. Uh, yeah, Ian Gary's just looking phenomenal, and uh, obviously they're a young gym, but they they seem to have built very solid foundations already, and are are. are, are you know, looking really impressive. So yeah, obviously it's been a quiet year, but it's we're lucky we have a we have some good gyms in Ireland, and there's no real clear cut winner this year. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, and it's been uh, it's been a tough year for gyms as well. And I suppose at this point, a big shout out to all the gyms, and you know, a shout out here as well to, to Conor McGregor for the investment he gave to uh, SPG Port to help them keep uh, open and keep going. And you know, they're one of the gyms. Obviously, they're up and coming gyms as well. Matthias doing really well for them. Um, so it's and uh, you know. Um, Tony Badger as well fighting out of there and, and running the gym so it's uh, it's uh, it's been a, a really good year for some gyms but a tough year for other gyms and well a tough year from every fucking gym I suppose but it's uh, hopefully everyone will be able to come back and hopefully uh, it's it'll be an, an even closer vote next year but uh, please don't give out to us please, we, we, we voted five people voted here I'm, I refuse to tell you who I voted for because I get in trouble so fuck all of you don't give out to us please thank you uh, right Next one here, Worldwide Coach of the Year. I don't really... I, I voted for uh, Eugene Behrman. I think most people voted for Eugene Behrman here. Uh, he's just done such great work with uh, Israel Adesanya and um, and uh, that, the other people who he has as well. Uh, the other people, Saif Sayoud, um, Mike Brown, Javier Mendez. I think Javier Mendez got a vote, actually. Colin Oyama, Marcus Marinelli, Rafael Cordero, Eric Albaracin, who maybe if Henry Suhuda had stuck around... Uh, he would have been right up there as well, but you know I'm not I, I'm not the biggest one for keeping in touch with who's training who and what gym is at where. But Eugene Behrman seems like the uh, the obvious choice there. So fair play, I think we'll run through some of these now pretty quickly because we've got through the the main parts anyway. And this podcast will be ten hours otherwise. Um, upset of the year, who won that one? Let me just run. Also, yeah, the upset of the year went to Roxanne Mataferi for her win against uh, Macy Barber. There weren't that many upsets of the year. We were we were looking at mm-hmm. discussing it when we were we were doing yeah. the nominations. Yeah. The thing that would kind of take away from that one for for me obviously was a great win, but uh, the injury to Macy's knee. Mm-hmm. I think obviously the fight was you know it wasn't going on Macy's way, but it was a much closer fight than that. Obviously the 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 pre-fight betting odds were hugely in 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 her favor as well. But I think it was an impressive win by Roxy. But I think the the knee injury probably played a lot into it as well. Yeah, yeah, it was. But like a lot of people going into that fight, had obviously huge uh, grow for Macy Barber and uh, great, uh, great win for Roxy. Some of the other ones up there, uh, Shana Dobson over Maria Agapova. She, I think, she was the biggest underdog this year, betting underdog. And yeah, uh, she biggest betting underdog. Yeah. Yeah. So that was right up there as well. I think that got a vote. Uh, Brandon Moreno had his draw against uh, Davidson Figueredo. Uh, Juliana Velasquez, Alimene McFarlane, Justin Gaethje, Tony Ferguson, uh, and Jan Blachowicz against uh, Dominic Reyes as well was uh, was one of the upsets of the year. But uh, good good win there for uh, for Roxanne Modafferi. Just, um, Justin Gaethje, Tony Ferguson, yeah, was an upset. Yeah, appar- mm. apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an upset for some people as well but, uh, come mm-hmm. back come back in the year then it was funny I, I put out the vote and I kind of forgot what happened in this fight and I went back uh, yesterday and I looked at it so the upset of the year went to uh, Ed Herman versus Mike Rodriguez so that was the one where Ed Herman got kneed in the balls went down but I didn't actually get kneed in the balls he got knocked out with a, a knee to the stomach but the referee let it go on it was uh, Chris Tognoni and then uh, 
he came back and then Herman won with a Kimura. So I was, I think that was one of the most insane fights of the year. Now I think I'm already with her here. Some of the other ones: Alistair Overeem versus Walt Harris, uh, Conor Hignett, Darren O'Gorman, which is madness altogether. Julian Rosa, Sean Wooden, and uh, Sean Woodson even. Uh, Tevin Jones versus Timur Valiev, uh, Mallory Martin, Hannah Cyphers, uh, Mikhail Matarla versus uh, Alexander Illich, Albert Gonzalez uh, against uh, Castriot ZM from Bellator 247, Tan Lee, Martin and Guyon from one inside the Matrix, Glover Teixeira, Tiago Santos as well, and uh, Daniel Rodriguez versus Dwight Grant. So, um, yeah, fair play to Ed Herman there, the, the dirtiest player in the game, but sure, fuck it. Uh, what, can you, what can you do about that? Oh, I'm after clicking out of this here. That's not good. Uh, right, so the next one here is... Oh, God, where am I going? Worst fight of the year. So, the winner here was uh, Israel Adesanya versus Yoel Romero. We talked about it a little bit earlier on. Just one of the most boring, rubbish fights of the year. Just scary contest. Yeah, so <laughs> so 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 bad. A uh, few of the other ones, uh, you know, if if you watch that fight, let's not bore you anymore. You know why it won. Gegard Mousasi, De- Douglas Lima as well. Another staring match, rubbish. MVP Ross Houston, just a bad fight. Uh, Phil Davis versus Leota Machida, Alexander Rakic, Anthony Smith, Jorge Masvidal versus uh, Cameron Usman. That was a that's a good call as well. The <laughs> Masvidal Usman fight. That fight was so fucking bad. And um, we'd one from the what was the one from the was it last week as well? You know, really bad fight. Uh, God, I can't remember. But yeah, that was a. Uh, yeah, those were the ones anyway. So, worthy winner there, UL versus Adesanya. Uh, underperformer of the year is our next one. Your boy, Tony Ferguson, won this, Graham. Um, obviously, he went 0-2 this year. Got destroyed and finished by Justin Gaethje. Got destroyed by Charles Oliveira in the year which he entered. A lot of people had him beaten Habib. You know, a lot of people thought he was going to submit Habib and become the undisputed UFC lightweight champion. And instead, he went, uh, he went 0-2. Uh, Leon Edwards didn't fight as well. He was up there. Tyron Woodley didn't have a great year. John Jones didn't fight this year, I believe. Edmund Shabazian lost pretty comprehensively. Darren Till, Benson Henderson as well had had bad years. But I I assume Graham, you would agree. Tony Ferguson going uh, going on to uh, this year against you know guys who aren't in the top three. At, yeah, at not division. just yeah. Not just going zero and two, but getting absolutely smashed uh, mm-hmm. in both fights. Uh, even if you don't believe Ferguson, Ferguson's come out with some mad, mad talk since uh, the Charles Oliveira fight, saying that he broke Charles in the first round and all this stuff. Uh, absolute, I don't know, delusion uh, to what happened in the fight. He got absolutely smoked in uh, both of his fights and kind of exposed as the kind of not upper echelon uh, fighter that we kind of about knew he wasn't, mm-hmm. but many people believed he was. Yeah, so maybe he isn't actually underperformer, dear. Maybe he just performed at these levels, but he won the vote anyway. Um, so the next one here. So I, I, I don't know if I said it at the start of the podcast, but I've said it on a few before. If there's any draws in this, right, I have an independent adjudicator, unbiased, who I send the votes off to and they make the final uh, choice for me. This worst decision of the year, there was five different answers given here all five of us gave gave different answers here and i don't know maybe some people read into that say there's lots of bad judging but i would read into it and say there's no clear terrible decision this year and to be honest i honestly don't think there was one um i voted for figueredo versus moreno as my worst decision of the year because i thought figueredo won it and it was a draw um one person voted for paul felder versus rafael dos anjos 
even though the Sanchez won the fight, <laughs> you know, and it was just a really bad card, which is actually not a bad vote in this year because there aren't many. Uh, but the winner this year of the worst decision of the year was uh, Edson Barboza versus Dan Ike. So, uh, yeah, I, th- I thought the right person won that, but it was definitely a close one. A lot of people had it the other way, so that's our... Uh, that's our worst decision of the year. A worthy winner? I would not say a worthy winner. <laughs> no, because I don't think it was a, personally a bad decision. But there you go anyway. Um, Non-UFC fighter of the year uh, has actually gone to a UFC fighter, funnily enough. So the, non- the non-UFC fighter of the year has been won by Mason Jones, who was signed to the UFC, but obviously hasn't fought in the UFC. Uh, and he was a Cage Warriors champion. Uh, won, you know, won two belts of Cage Warriors, a lightweight and welterweight you know a great year for mason jones in a year where it's very been very tough for a lot of people you know to get fights maybe brendan Lochnan or rory mcdonald or kayla harrison would have been up there if pfl had more fights and you know some of the other people up there patricia pitbull uh, aj mckee chris cyborg kayla harrison gegard musassi roberto soldich uh, mamed kaladov as well but uh, mason jones winning those two belts at cage wires that's that definitely stood out and uh a worthy winner there, Mason Jones. What, what do you think, Graham? Do you think uh, Mason Jones would have should have won, or do you would have gone for someone in Bellator? I went, I went for for Jones just because he he obviously stepped up um, fifteen pounds in weight to welterweight and won that belt as well. And you know we, we we've seen guys, we've seen Connor do it, we've seen other guys try to do it, and it's 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 not easy. You know, it's not easy to, to step up and um, fight at two different weight classes and hold two, two different belts. So uh, yeah, it's, it was a quiet year, obviously. Uh, for all MMA promotions, uh, the UFC got you know got back uh, during the pandemic quickly, but um, the other promotions didn't. So uh, yeah, I think uh, it was it was a quiet year. But for his achievements uh, of winning the, the two belts in a you know it's 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 obviously not a, a UFC or a Bellator, but it's a very well respected promotion, and, and uh, I think like you know. Uh, you, this, we always talk about Ian Dean's matchmaker. He doesn't. He doesn't give any easy fights. He tries to make the the best fights he can. And Mason Jones is obviously, uh, you know, beating uh, John McCulgan, who uh, who bounced back uh, nicely there uh, against an undefeated guy after that. And you know, you can't really argue with Mason Jones, in my opinion. Yeah, hundred percent. And that Adam Proctor fight as well. Like against a huge guy for that weight. Like Proctor looks so much bigger than him in there. I was a little bit worried for Jones when the fight started, but a great win again for him there. But um, yeah, Morty winner, Morty winner. Um, event of the year. Um, some some good ones here. We had UFC Fight Night. Covington versus Woodley was up there. Um, the Marais versus Sandhagen fight. ACA one two one or one one one. Sorry, and one one two. KSW fifty five was fantastic. Cage Warriors one one five. Obviously, would you remember part of the, the trilogy series? Uh, but the winner here was the last pay-per-view of the year, UFC 256, which we only saw uh, a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, there might be a bit, little bit of recency bias here, but it was it was fantastic. We had one of the fights of the year on it. We had, you know, some of the, the best prospects in the, the world kind of emerging on it as well. So a really, really fun fight, lots of finishes. Uh, and, like, the, the decision we had at the top of it was uh, one of the top two or three fights of the year. So it's hard to look back and remember all of the, all of these events from the year. And I, I'm, uh, I kind of did, went through back and looked through a lot of them. And I know, you know, maybe some people, We'll do it after listen to this as well but uh yeah good win there for uh ufc 256 and the last two then a uh, shocking moment of the year i think this kind of uh uh peaks itself here covid 19 halts the mma world obviously you know who would have thought at the start of the year that the ufc bellator pfl cage where everyone would have had to either not hold events postpone events or cancel events all around the same time just 
insane. We, we've never had a year like it, obviously, and everyone knows it's not by me telling you, but it's been a crazy fucking year. And uh, I suppose we in January, February, I remember I was at uh, Bellator, and it was kind of just coming in then. And like I was there with 8,000, 9,000 people or whatever it was at Bellator. Taught none of it. And then like a week later, everyone is, or two weeks later, everyone's like, this is going to spread all over the place. There's going to be millions of people. And then it all kind of came and all MMA came crashing down for a while. Uh, so, you know, shocking moment of the year. I suppose that was it all in MMA and in all parts of life, COVID-19 hitting. So uh, a mad one. The other ones uh, in that as well. Let me bring up some of the nominations. Uh, oh, I'm on the wrong page. Where am I? Um, Habib Nurmagomedov retiring from MMA. Uh, Dana White announcing 60 UFC cuts. Uh, Clarissa Shield signing with the PFL. Uh, Henry Cejudo retiring. Anderson Silva leaving the UFC. Rumble Johnson going to Bellator. Joel Romero leaving the UFC. Going to so there's a, there's a few of them, but... You know, nothing coming close, I think, to, to COVID-19. And the last one here, uh, another kind of split decision here. We had a, lot, a few different votes for a few different people for commentator of the year. Um, I, I, you know, there's a lot of a lot of good people commentating uh, around the place. John Anik is doing a fantastic job uh, in leading the way for, for the UFC. We have uh, Brad Wharton doing uh, just a brilliant job for, for Cage Warriors. And I think, like... If the UFC commentary is maybe not as good as it used to be, and Cage Warrior's commentary is, is brilliant, I think uh, he's, your boy Strauss does a great job with him as well, with Brad Wharton there, while Josh Palmer is, is away because of the coronavirus. So I think maybe next year, like, if the, the, the Cage Warriors keep getting better and the, the, the UFC maybe goes down, I think uh, Brad might have the, 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 the biggest shot next year. But um, John Gooden as well, doing a fantastic job. John Gooden's fantastic. Um... I, I have a soft spot for John McCarthy. I know a lot of people really dislike him, but I mean, as a judging nerd, I love that the way he speaks about that. Michael Bisping's really good. Dan Hardy. I think if Dan Hardy got more reps, he'd be right up there as well. But the winner for this year uh, is Paul Felder, you know, and I think Felder is one of those guys where he he has the right grasp of it, where he's funny when he needs to be funny. He's intelligent when he needs to be intelligent. He's analytical when he needs to be analytical. He's good in a three-man boot, and three-man boots, I think most people hate him. He's good in a two-man boot. You know, he makes big fights yeah. even bigger. I, I think he's good at staying good. unbiased. Yeah. Unlike, unlike uh, certain other commentators. <laughs> we won't uh, get it. Please don't mention yeah. his name <laughs> in the best commentator of the year discussion. Please do not mention it. His name does not need to be mentioned here. Paul Felder, though, brilliant, didn't he? I was saying, I was saying, he, he can't, he can't stay unbiased like can uh, I, like Felder can. I wonder, can I am I allowed, am I able to edit this to beep out what you said there? <laughs> I think I'll beep out the words uh, that you just said. So, uh, but yeah, he uh, he shouldn't be mentioned. But anyway, uh, so yeah, that's it, Graham. Uh, Paul Felder, winner of that one. I'll I'll run through him again quickly. So um, uh, no, uh, no on screen tweeter of the year. No? On screen tweeter of the year. Well. <laughs> it's, it's it's like some of the other ones like do we really need a vote for that when we all know the winner do we you know Sean Sheehan be the obvious winner of that one there you know, the best the best MMA personality the best tweeter the best podcaster the best at everything really just give, give me all the awards but uh, yeah anyway fighter, <laughs> fighter of the year David Figueredo fight of the year Zhang Weili versus Yuani and Jacek submission of the year AJ McKee versus Darian Caldwell knockout of the year Joaquin Buckley um, female fighter of the year is Valentina Shevchenko underdog of the year Jan Blachowicz emerging worldwide prospect of the year is Hamzat Shemaev uh, Irish pro fighter of the year is Blaine O'Driscoll uh, emerging Irish prospect of the year is Ian Gary 
Irish Amateur Fighter of the Year is Dara Kelly. Irish Female Fighter of the Year, Sinead Kavanagh. Irish Gym of the Year, SBG Ireland. Worldwide Coach of the Year, Eugene Behrman. Upset of the Year, Roxanne Mataferi over Macy Barber. Comeback of the Year, uh, Ed Herman over Mike Rodriguez. Worst Fight of the Year, Israel Adesanya versus Joel Romero. Underperformer of the Year, Tony Ferguson. Worst Decision of the Year, Dan Eig versus Edson Barbosa. A non-UFC Fighter of the Year, Mason Jones. Event of the Year, UFC 256. Shocking moment of the year was when COVID-19 hit the MMA world. And the commentator of the year is the Irish Dragon, Paul Felder. Right. That's it from us. Graham, thank you very much for joining me. Thanks, everybody, for listening. A happy new year to one and all. And uh, we will see you next week. Good luck.